Hayatana Burner and Des Bishop. Thanks for calling the Burner phone. If you leave a message after the tone, we may have to make it into a podcast. Hello, my little, medium, and big dialers. We're so excited for a very special episode. Yes, it's our it's our update. This is really honestly, this is really a celebration of of, of Bernaphone and the acknowledgement <laughs> of how important the, the dialers are. Uh, and it was actually personally great to hear some of the updates of the, you know, some of them quite momentous moments so far in the pod. If you've been listening to Burner Phone, this is going to be exciting for you. And if you haven't, this will still be exciting for you because you're about to get some tea. So basically, sometimes we get messages that we're like, shut the front door. What is going on? We need more information. And then sometimes someone will send us something and we're like, we need an update on this. So this is the update episode to clarify, to just get us back on the same page with all the dialers. Um, and we're also going to update you on what's going on in our lives a little bit. Yeah, so I was going to say we're going to we're going to get into it, but we're on we're zooming today. Hannah and I are not in the same place. But can I just say a couple of highlights that are coming up after mm. uh, Hannah and I get caught up? That we get we find out the the full story behind the female happy ending massage. So that's very exciting. Very exciting. We find out what happened after. I don't know if you recall the the pooping in the ice story. The, the pooping in the yes. the Midwest pooping in the ice story, uh, we we get an update, we we get an update on that. Uh, we get some people ratting themselves out for actually being used twice, uh, with us not recognizing that it was the same person, and uh, a lot more a lot more exciting stuff. Oh oh, and the 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 woman who had was with two guys in the one day, she she pops yes. in, and uh, so it's it's very exciting. Yeah, because I feel like they say something to us, we say something back, and then it's like, you can't just end it there. We can't just end the convo there. We, we get a pregnancy kink update also. So it's very, oh, and wow. I don't know if you remember the woman that asked to be in a Southern accent. She gives us the full story uh, on um, on what actually was going on between her sister and the husband. I don't know if you recall that one. So there's, 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 really, there's really a lot. Fish tank, beige flag. We got a lot of stuff coming up. You're quite the tease right now. You're like, well, next you know, up I'm, on Burnaphone, you're not going to believe. <laughs> we'll be back after the break with your updates. <laughs> the most dramatic season ever. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we won't actually get into that dramatic season for three episodes. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, God. But yeah, Des is in Las Vegas. I am in New York City holding the house down, being the backbone of the household with butter. And I just say that. I have the driest skin ever. I can't, I can't take the <laughs> desert, man. I got my balls. I've never. I, I, I'm sorry for for being uh, graphic, but I've never had chafed balls like I have at the moment. I have dry skin all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I have eczema, honestly. I think you might just be super white. Yeah, I just I struggle in the in in the desert air. So shout out to all my people that can that can tolerate the desert. Uh, I've 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 been dousing myself with the Eucerin oatmeal, you know, skin calming lotion. What were we gonna say? Is Reno in Nevada? Uh, Reno is in Nevada. Yeah. Okay, I have a show in Reno coming up. Yes. But Paige and I have been to Las Vegas a couple times, and we've just Paige particularly 
hates Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and we joke that Vegas is like LA's cousin that does heroin. And everyone kind of is like, they're fun at least at holiday parties, but don't spend too much time with them. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine with Vegas. I have a, I have a good time in Vegas. I just, I can't handle the, I can't handle the dry skin. And yes, you know, the thing about Vegas is like, you're on one street and it's like, you feel like you're in like paradise. Mm -hmm. It's light, it's lit up. And then you turn a corner and you feel like you're on skid row. There's no exactly. real separation. And then sometimes you feel like you're in Times Square desert, which is weird. Like it's really crowded and busy. I did get a weird Thai massage once there, not to compete with the other massage girl. But it, when it was not, it was good. It was just, she was jumping on the back, twisting me around. And then she's using the blanket to like strangle you, but like in a good way. Um, that's a real, that's a proper time massage. Yeah, I got a proper time massage, but I was not prepared for it. So um, I went on an emotional and physical journey that day. That's good. You needed to release, you needed to release that trapped emotion. I was about to say, she released some trauma from like 1997 that I was holding in in my lower back, which was nice. I also remember Vegas, like it was so... It's so bright because like the sun, I don't know the, I'm not a woman in STEM, but the sun is like so close to the earth in Vegas <laughs> where like you open your eyes and it's just so bright. <laughs> I know, but I, that, I love that part. I love that. I've been like trying to get my vitamin D in yeah. hard, uh, you know, so anyway, I don't want to get tell, too bogged down. I used to tell, sell t-shirts in Vegas because I worked for a t-shirt company and they had all these like big um, sales things where like everyone would have a booth in vegas and you try to sell to like wholesalers and i would just yeah. stand there but i was i've also never been a i think is that is that a, is that a trade fair is that what we're yes, talking about yes yeah like that and um it's not okay. fun don't don't zero out of five stars um especially if you're like not friends with the booth across from you and you just awkwardly stare at them the whole time and then whenever people come walking you try to compete for their attention um so that was a highlight of my life and then I don't do betting and stuff. I'm not a blackjack kind of gal. I don't do the dice stuff. I'm pretty tight with my money. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty tight with it. I've been at the Comedy Cell of Vegas, and uh, we had some dialers at the show, actually. I, we had some dialers on uh, night two, I think. Night two, we had some dialers. It was, that was exciting. They asked for a photo afterwards. Oh, that's exciting. I mean, dialers are everywhere. We're kind of taking yeah. over. We're taking over. So did you... You know, I don't know if you talked to Paige about the Golden Globes, but <gasps> we uh, we we also watched the Golden Globes remotely. Yes, together. So Paige and I have covered the Golden Globes, but it is interesting to get your perspective as a stand-up comedy who's been in the biz a long time. Um, and since our conversation, I've been talking to more comics about kind of the Joe Coy situation. Um, do you have any notes? I mean, I feel, number one, I feel bad for him because it's like a thankless task, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, it's very hard to, like, kill. It's very hard to have, like, an amazing experience. Yeah. Uh, at best, you have, like, a neutral or slightly good experience, but mm -hmm. it's quite easy to have the experience that he had. Mm -hmm. And because he's this, like, mega act, but he's kind of niche, mm -hmm. you know? Because, mm -hmm. like, comedy's gotten niched up. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of niche. So he was sort of, like... He was selling himself to the world for the first time, and it, it came off bad because it, it's he wasn't playing to his strengths. So I I kind of feel for him. Yes. Uh, I I feel like some people are really trying to get into like how horrible his jokes were. I mean, no. 
at worst, they just they weren't great jokes. None of it was particularly problematic. I mean, the very worst criticism you could give is that there was like a, a misogynist hint on the Barbie joke. But like, you know, it, not, I mean, it wasn't it of- wasn't a hint. It was straight up misogynistic and which is what people got so mad at was the whole point of the Barbie movie is about like to stop the misogyny against women and then he says the movie's just about a plastic doll with boobs but Greta Gerwig was funny though she was like he's not wrong and she just yeah. left it off because, like, I don't think it's yeah. that serious. It's just a joke. It's like, not that. It's se- just but that's, a that's what I mean. Joke. It's not. Yeah. It's not that. It's not that serious. It just was, it was disappointing because like a- it's like he could have done something more interesting than like do the obvious bit. Like, yeah, the fact that Barbie and Oppenheimer were the two top movies is incredible because Barbie is about a doll, but it's been made into. Long story short, what his experience was is. It is true that stage is intimidating where like it's the most famous people like globally and international superstars, a a plus 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 list. It's like going being in high school and going to like all the cool kids sitting at a lunch table and you're told go roast them. And they don't know yeah, who you like, are. <laughs> yeah, and they don't care. They're like And they don't want to be roasted. <laughs> yeah, and like I can't imagine how deflating it would be for me. If I had to look back on Harrison Ford not liking my joke, I mean, like, I, I think, and that's why he that? panicked and started blaming the um, yeah. writers because I think at that moment he was like, "Please love me, Harrison Ford. It's not my fault. Let me blame someone else." Yeah, and I, I think you know, I, 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 we've all been there as comedians where you like, you panic, and you go to like some survival instinct yeah. of making fun of the crowd mm-hmm. or like, you know, if you do, you're being like, oh, that was a new bit or that worked last week. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Like we've mm-hmm. all done that. But mm-hmm. like in that context, it just, it just doesn't work. It's like, it's too high stakes yeah. to be like, he was like almost messing around and doing side comments. And he's like, you guys shut up. You're stupid. You don't get yeah. that. Um, but I've been there, man. I've been there. You know, I've been there where I'm in a show. It's not going well. My mouth is getting dry. I always say the heat is going to your head and your head just feels yeah. hot. <laughs> I've never done it in front of Robert Downey Jr. and Taylor Swift. And like even the Taylor Swift thing, like her drinking the glass, like that's not even that bad of a reaction. Like she was actually starting to get a bit of heat from people being like, why couldn't you just fake laugh? But like she was probably just trying to be a little silly herself, just like, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, I think she probably went in being like, they're going to make fun of me and Travis Kelsey so then when he did she kind of probably had that kind of planned a little bit because his joke yeah. was like whatever I ultimately yeah whatever I ultimately think that Joe Coy's fans are still going to be his fans he did not lose any yes. fans from that he's now just and he's gained- pretty famous now he's, he's pretty he's famous everywhere he's all they talked about <laughs> after the Golden Globes and I hate to say all press is good press it's 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 infamous everyone's gonna watch his special because they're gonna be like what the fuck is this guy gonna say and he, if he can like capitalize it and make fun of it and really you know I think at the end of the day it's gonna be fine for him I think he's gonna be just you know fine. You, you know what people didn't talk about that I was talking about last night with you know I was I, I'm doing a show with Michael yo right so he actually he knows Joe Coy really well oh. And we were talking. We we were talking about. I would have thought one of the toughest things to do was after he knew that he didn't do well, right? I mean, he bombed. I think the consensus is that he bombed, right? So after he knew he bombed in front of the whole world, most likely was on Twitter 
most likely saw that Twitter was ripping him a it new was one. And then he had to go out every half hour and be like, mm -hmm. so coming up, we got the best. And he had to do that all cheery. That was hard. That must have been hard, man. Normally, the host has like one or two other like or he says some jokes. He said not one joke after the monologue. I think he people were joking. They're like, did Joe Coy get fired mid-show? Because he just was coming <laughs> yeah. out and had to just announce them and would turn around. If I was him, I actually, I was like, I hope he hasn't looked at Twitter. But he must have. But maybe, oh, he I think he's an older him. guy. Maybe he was like not looking at his phone. But like, I would have just stayed in the moment, deal with it after, try to enjoy the moment. Yeah, I mean, he dealt with it. I mean, you know he's going to write a new show. I was thinking... I, of course, I'm a history. I'm a history major, so I was thinking that he could call his show uh, the Marshall Plan because that's how America rebuilt Europe and Japan after the bombings. <laughs> so, but that, I, he, very niche. That, that was very that niche. won't play. That, that won't play. Very it's very niche. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, I, I think he could have made a like literally Oppenheimer created the atom bomb mid-show instead of blaming the writers. He could have been like. You know, Oppenheimer found life difficult after the bombing, and I'm finding that right now myself. Like that, could be I like, think he could have got the bomb that you guys saw in Oppenheimer is not as bad yeah. as the bomb you're witnessing now. Like this, I hope. I wish that almost the writers were like, okay, we gotta have some stuff. We gotta get him back mid-show and do like three minutes to try to get them back. Yeah. But shoot, he lost them like thirty seconds in. He lost the crowd. I know. Well, that was a bad opener, man. He started bad. But anyway, whatever. That's, people are saying that's he should have started hey. more self-deprecating. Yes. People know who he is. Even do like a joke that always works. But that's we can learn that just socially. Like I've I used to be, I think, like insanely self-deprecating to a point that people like wouldn't respect me. But I think when in doubt in a situation, making a little joke starting towards yourself puts everyone in the room a little calm. It's likable yeah. and it's relatable. Now, I have to say, uh, we're not going to name any names, but you you bumped into somebody that gave you a little tea that they were talking to, like somebody who is connected to that writer's room. Oh. And they so they and, and they were saying, oh, he was actually getting pressure to start self-deprecating he didn't want it to, he didn't want to now i took that to some other people and they they would they severely challenged that and said they think that's just gossip and chinese whispers that that mm. that actually is not uh you know that 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 most likely did not happen because actually they would think that his go-to position would have been to start self-deprecating yeah. you know his whole shtick is that yeah, you know, so I, I, I that was uh, I don't think I think that's they the were case. going think with like, should I try to act like I've like been here before? This is normal. But it's like, you got it. The whole thing with comedy is if they don't know who's talking, it's hard to understand the context of the jokes. So you got to give them a little frame of like, this is who I am. But it was honestly, it's a it was a great learning experience. We're not big name droppers on the pod, but uh, uh Killian, obviously, we, we very rarely talk about it, but Killian is a close friend of mine, and he's now Golden Globe for Best Actor. Seriously under-awarded throughout his career. He's had a great career, but he's... Arguably the the number one zaddy on the internet right now, and he doesn't even know it. I, he rules the internet, and he's so he's so anti-mobile phones. I, I saw some press conference afterwards, and he was, like, complaining about mobile phones. But uh, anyway, he's so anti-social social media, so he's not even, like... You know, he's not even aware of what's going on, but he rules the internet. He is the yeah. king of the internet. But it's, it's it goes, very hard to find a negative thing about Killian on the internet. But it goes back to, part of me is like, oh shoot, like it would be so 
it's so funny that he can't see that he's like doing so well on the internet but it comes back to like he also can't see when things go badly on the internet so he's just living like this free life and not that things have gone bad but so he said that uh yvonne gave him the opener because you know she she kissed his nose and then was so he actually thought that the 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 lipstick was like the lipstick thing was like a win for him yes no it was adorable it went everyone quoted it do i have lipstick on my nose but you know what i haven't talked to them about which I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to call Yvonne because like, Yvonne is now famous. She's been very like not public. Mm-hmm. His wife, but now she's yeah. Sorry, his wife. So they 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 very much have now had like a very public moment because that was like memeable. Mm-hmm. You know, her wiping the face. I've already seen uh, a collection of conversation being like, yeah, she was letting the world know that that's my man, and she was like <laughs> marking her territory. She was marking her territory. I actually, all I saw when the camera cut, they didn't show Yvonne. They just showed her hand wiping his face. Did she miss his mouth or did she yeah, purposely like kiss his nose? Yeah. Just classic Irish people like affection is just not the natural. natural <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a classic Irish affection moment of like, oh God, what, what do we disaster. do? How do we do this? <laughs> do you go to oh, the right fuck, or I, I go to the left? I, I, I missed his face. Uh, and, oh uh, my God. So. It was great. But then I saw a cool thing of some other press conference they were doing, Robert Downey Jr. really praising killing. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool, man, to think Oh, that. my God. It's incredible. I mean, he's now like he's the number one. He's going into the, the greatest actors of all time category, and which is you, hard to believe. And you were in acting school with him. No, no. We were in the drama society together. We did Observe the Sons of Ulster Marching Towards the Psalm, a Frank McGinnis play. So acting uh, school about in, in world war one but it was just we're in college and then he dropped out after first year mm-hmm. uh because he got he got cast in like a professional play disco picks he was doing law he was doing law in ucc just like oh, wow. having a normal career and he had a great band called the sons of mr green jeans wow. uh, i always just knew him as like the iconic villain in like everything and Red to eye. see him in this part i actually i have to still watch oppenheimer i think i might watch it today i might watch it actually right after this podcast but the, the thing it's with long. these these award shows is like once you have a good movie, all the award shows, you just like win everything. So like he's going to have a busy award season. I know that it's like different academies or different people voting, but like. Oh, no, but he's he's he's, he's gonna definitely going to be nominated take for it in. I, I, I bet oh my, my life God, on it. Whether he wild. wins or not is another story. You know? What do you think about awards in general? I don't believe in them, but I think in, I'm happy for killing because he's been like. He's been underappreciated yes. until very recently. Obviously, people love Peaky Blinders. That's been that's been the kind of the mainstream change for him. Mm-hmm. But like, finally, he's getting like the plaudits he deserves because he's like so committed. Like people mm-hmm. don't understand. Like none of this, you know, all the memeable stuff about him being disinterested and mm-hmm. like he has no interest in mm-hmm. celebrity, mm-hmm. none. And it's like, funny that he and now he's the biggest celebrity. Yeah, but the thing is that it, it's always about the work. You know, he's got yep. that like Daniel Day-Lewis thing. It's mm-hmm. not pretentious. It's mm-hmm. genuinely who he, he is. And he, he loves has acting. always been, he always, yes, he's always been that way. He puts tremendous thought into, you know, his characters. He, he puts, he's very discerning with his choices, probably to a fault at a time. I'd say if you asked him in his, you know, at one point in his career, he's probably said, damn, was I too discerning? But mm-hmm. like in the end, it pays off. He's only ever did uh, projects that, he was passionate about so and wow. of course christopher nolan one of the greatest directors of all time 
mm-hmm. like loves Killian, which is mm-hmm. in itself a sign. And he he thanked him in the speech uh, accordingly. To be mm-hmm. honest. So anyway, enough with the enough with the with the name dropping. I I did talk about Saltburn, which you haven't watched. Um, it, yeah, well, that's Barry Keoghan. You know, he's from it, the flats. Like, you know, he had a very tough childhood. You know what I mean? But I don't, I don't know him. I met him very briefly at the Dunkirk. Uh, I, I didn't Dunkirk know that. I didn't premiere. know that. You didn't tell me that. Oh, very. But like, he doesn't. You know, he was he in Dunkirk? Yeah, he's the he's with Killian in that in the on the boat. Oh wow! Well, yeah. it was just crazy that three Irish guys at the Golden Globes. Yeah, and Andrew were Scott, I know too, but you know, I'm not like Andrew Scott. Yeah. I just know from the business, we're not like close. But he's a great, he's a great guy. Ireland has the most handsome, hilarious men on the planet. But let's like, it is a small island, so for three Irishmen to be nominated for like best actor is fucking incredible. Yeah, and uh, what's his face is also getting plaudits. He wasn't nominated at the Golden Globes, but he's been nominated in other stuff. Oh. Um, your boyfriend. Oh, Paul Mescal. Mescal. Paul Mescal. <laughs> so if people Paul don't Mescal. know. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? Is has he been affected by Pedro Pascal? No, I think Mescal is what they call what they put in margaritas. <laughs> oh right. So I was watching normal people and like fell in love with the Irish mystique. Of Paul Mescal and then Des Bishop walked into my life and I said, oh, the universe was just yeah. getting me in Paul, position. Paul Mescal warmed you up for me, got you in the zone. Buttered me up. Uh, um, Michael Fassbender's getting some plaudits too for that movie that we thought was kind of we thought was kind of boring, but he's Irish too. Even though his parents are German, but he grew I up. I love in Michael Fassbender. Put him on my list. Also, we I just realized that Pierce Brosnan is Irish. I thought he was you British. Just learned that, yeah. I thought he was British. I apologize to the Academy. Um so girlies. Get an Irish boy. I highly recommend. Anyway, we we were we were indulging in some, uh, we 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 were indulging there in 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 some some catch up. And lastly, before we start, <laughs> twenty five oh, minutes in. God. Oh God! I I, Des, I hope the dollars are going to be okay with this. The, I I think I don't know. The dollars can let us know whatever dollars want. But I think no. we we don't talk about our personal lives that much on here. So I think it's it's fun. You know, they're about to give us more tea, so we're giving them some tea. Yeah. We like to work. You know, this is an even partnership. You have some updates. Oh, yeah. So we have the special coming out on January 16th, which is just an arbitrary You haven't announced it. Okay. But this is officially the announcement, January 16th. Uh, on this podcast, yeah. January 16th. You heard it here first. Because uh, it's a it's a day I'm, I'm not traveling because I, I, I fly back to New York on the night of the, uh, the 15th. Mm-hmm. And then on the night of the 16th, I fly to Ireland. So we have 24 hours together. But mm-hmm. uh, during that time, uh, I will put the... the uh, Des Bishop of all people on YouTube, mm-hmm. and uh, we think it's good. I mean, uh, listen. I am the executive producer. I want to just put it out there. What? I'm not happy with what I'm wearing. Oh God. I, I tore my calf about a few weeks before we recorded, and I was very immobile during the filming. Do you want to put it in like a pre, like write it in before it starts, a precursor? I was too lazy to go to Soho and get some nice clothes. So I put on a suit that I already had, but because I had torn my calf and hadn't been mobile for like four weeks, I really had put on a lot of weight. And in my opinion, <laughs> the suit doesn't fit me. I'm, I can't even watch. The special's great. The comedy, top tier. Des aesthetically is not in love with it 
I think he looks amazing, but I'm also biased. I I I, I can't even watch it based <laughs> on how unhappy I am with with how I look. But uh, my mobility is not my mobility issues are not obvious in the podcast. His cheekbones look as good as ever. I, I, they don't actually. That, anyway, we're not going to get into my my issues with the lighting. But Des Bishop comedy on YouTube. We'll be posting a lot of, about Instagram. I, I love this special so much. And it's kind of cool because I feel like it's all material that you've been working on since you met me or updated bits. And it's like, it just, it makes me so happy. I'm, I'm so in love with all the bits on this special. For the Irish fans, yes, there are some repeated bits from the last thing that I recorded, but I recorded it in Ireland. So mm -hmm. I, these are the, the versions of these jokes that have been running through the American comedy yeah. circuit. And I, I think they're I think they're better now. And I just thought I'm gonna put them into this special because the idea behind this one is that hopefully we can get uh more uh American people yeah. uh watching it. And this special's great. He you, you do have everything. some updates. Well I was just saying with your special you do everything. You have Mandarin, you have dirty stuff, you have old school stuff that people's, you know, parents will like, the girls will like it, the guys will like it. Um I think it's it has nostalgia. I just think this special has everything, yeah. and um, I'm so excited to put it out. In the in the edit, I took a lot of the nostalgia out because I didn't want to alienate the the younger audience. But I, I it could have been a lot more nostalgic actually. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it, it's it's I think it's accessible to everybody. I don't I think even if you're uh, Gen Z, I think the nostalgia stuff will hit for you still. I think it's set up in a way that it's yeah. Uh, it, it, you'll understand it. But anyway, you have it. some updates because I'm getting uncomfortable talking about me this much. <laughs> so I, ooh, I love talking about me. I, um, I'm basically, from the 18th on this month, I'm on the road preparing to do something with my comedy that will be announced oh, you're not, soon. Oh, you're not, you're not announcing that yet? It'll, it'll be That's announced fine. on the 22nd of January. Oh, okay. So there's an announcement coming. There's an announcement. It's exciting. <laughs> that's but exciting i want to let the little dallas in on it a little let him guess let him guess it's all right this is a tease i'm working towards something. a lot of teasing a lot of we are fucking freaky um let's stop teasing them we don't want any blue balls let's get some updates from the dialers um yes and don't forget that hannah shows are in uh, reno and asma will will be skiing where i was just in palisades lake tahoe <laughs> where within 48 hours there was a avalanche and somebody died so it's a, oh, it's a cra crazy stuff. You're so good at keeping the mood positive. <laughs> All right, it's not funny. So uh, let's get let's get some updates. Uh, this is just somebody who wants to know uh, something about something that they had messaged in with. Hi Hannah, hi Des. So I love you both. Um, I left the comment on one of your first episodes. I think it was a um, episode about best advice, um, and my advice was the separate blankets and beds. Um, and I'm just wondering, as a follow-up, have you guys made the switch? Clearly, you must have because you're still together, right? Anyways, love you both. Bye. Des was on the road, and I was having trouble sleeping. And I realized it's definitely not me. I'm not the problem. It's not my running thoughts and intrusive thoughts keep me up at night. I need a new mattress. So I just decided to buy a new mattress on my phone it comes in des comes home he goes what's that huge box i'm like can you help me put this mattress on the bed and you're like as a couple you can't just buy a mattress without talking to your husband about it and i was like i'm an independent woman yeah a mattress a, a mattress is 100 a, a, a consensus purchase 
But my you, you, you my argument rogue. is you I know rogue. what you like. I know what you like. That's my argument. You you went rogue on that. I did go you rogue. Went rogue on that. I was having a sensitive uh, moment. And, and and in classic Hannah and Des fashion, it still sits in the box. Uh, not out of any great protest, <laughs> just out of our inability to actually make the decision to do it. So I have an update. My parents visited and my mom is like on her shit and she goes, we got to do this bed. But I'm like, how do we get the mattress out? And she's like, call maintenance. And maintenance basically was like, we can't help you guys get the king bed downstairs because it's a liability. And I was like, okay. So then me and my mom had to put this bag over the king mattress, which was like yes. impossible. Then we shoved it in the elevator with my dad, just closed the door. And then I don't know what happened after that, but the mattress is gone. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Because that was the my main issue really with the mattress is I didn't want to deal with that that yes. you have now dealt with. So good for you. But the thing is, we... But needless to say, we don't, we don't sleep in separate beds, but actually we've never... We, we've never really had that much of an issue. Uh, the only issue we ever have is you coming into bed late yes. at night. Yes. That's that's the only that's the only issue. And it's only an issue TikTok, when I wake up. I'm researching. And then around 3 a.m. I'm like, I should go to bed. And I will like touch something. And Des is a hunter. So he, he gets scared and he wakes up and goes, oh. No, I wake up. Yeah, I'm and then I'm trying sleeper. to charge my phone. I'm trying to find the plug. I can never find it. He's sleeping on the charger, of course. And I pull it, and he's like, "Ah!" Oh! He's he he, you know, gets. Yeah, I'm a light. I'm I'm a light sleeper. But anyway, we haven't had. But we did, Des. We did sleep in separate beds, in Aruba. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I mean, that's the we had the two queens in the bedroom. We had two queens, and we both just got in our beds, and not once did we think we should sleep together. No, it was it was great. It was like it was nice. It was like we'd been married for fifty years. <laughs> so, anyway, oh, but the one thing, the, the other thing I wanted to say about this was her advice is great. Was very very well received on the internet. Oh yeah, the and, internet. Uh, the lost Scandinavians, it. the Scandinavians, as it turns out, it turns out they they always do separate duvets. It's like separate quilts. That's like mm -hmm. the Scandinavian way. So Scandinavians are like, wow, how did you guys not know this? Mm -hmm. So. uh huge huge response online so thank you very much we really really appreciate it we really appreciate you change um, lives you're out here changing lives i am guilty of subscribing to things and being like oh i'm gonna unsubscribe after seven days and then you never do it and that's how they get you and next thing you know things add up 15 dollars a month adds up next thing you know why do i have 17 different streaming services that i'm not even using and then i discovered rocket money Oh my gosh, everyone has to use it. It's going to save you money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. For someone like me who is not into the details and the admin, and I'm just trying to live this life YOLO, Rocket Money really helps me realize that I don't makes me feel calm because I know that I'm not spending extra cash when I don't have to. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place and if I see something I don't want, I just cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service, which is my literal nightmare. I will avoid this at all costs. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money, negotiate to lower your bills by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. This is genius. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of seven. $120 a year with over 500 
million dollars in canceled subscriptions. Subscriptions get ya, okay? Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash burner phone, B-E-R-N-E-R-P-H-O-N-E. That's rocketmoney.com slash burner phone, rocketmoney.com slash burner phone. Instead of that subscription you don't need, go get some fancy coffee. You deserve it. Go on a hot girl walk with it. Prioritize your cash in the right way with Rocket Money. If you know me, I hate admin. I don't like dealing with like phone plans, all that stuff. And then I discovered Mint Mobile. One of the most stressful things about a new marriage is figuring out how to combine two entire lives into one. I was still on my parents' family plan. (laughs) I was like 30. Seriously, whose bank do we go with? Who has better insurance? Your sofa, mine. The one thing I found that Des and I were both more than happy to combine was our wireless plan with Mint Mobile. For a limited time, phone plans with Mint Mobile are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Des travels a lot, and then I FaceTime, and next thing you know, I was like, how did we rack up hundreds of dollars? And we weren't even talking about anything important. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash burner. That's mintmobile.com slash burner. Check it out. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash burner. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E and Burner, you know, is B-E-R-N-E-R. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. If you're single and ready to mingle, I highly recommend trying out eHarmony. You want to find someone that is a good match for you and makes you feel like the best version of you. So why not use eHarmony that actually cares about people's personalities with a distinct personality profile that shows what makes you you what makes them them based on a set of questions everyone on the platform answers they figure out how similar personality traits might be good and how differences can complement each other and what might be best for you and your future person this podcast is brought to you by eHarmony because finding someone who gets you is hard but you're not alone and that's why they created eHarmony's personality-based dating app. Because if you listen to Burner Phone, I know you have a big personality. And you need to find someone you could be your whole self with. I feel like with dating, I was always trying to find someone who checked off boxes. And then I would be with that person. I'd be like, wait, I hate myself with this person. So I needed to really feel comfortable with who I was and have them bring out the best in me. And I love doing personality quizzes. It's fun. And then you feel like the app gets you a little more. You're not just a photo that people are just assuming and putting personality on based on their past experiences. If you remind them of their ex-girlfriend, they're like, I can't even look at this person. But eHarmony is about your personality and who you are on a deeper level. So try eHarmony and get started today for free. eHarmony, get who gets you. I finally have a New Year's resolution that I'm actually going to keep. It's the year to finally stop wearing uncomfortable bras. I'm done. I'm done with the underwire poking in all day. You're just feeling like you're in a bra prison. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. You know they are my favorite shapewear company. 
and I'm obsessed with their crossover bra. It's so comfortable and it gives all the support of traditional bras without any of the poking underwires. And there's much detailing to add a touch of sexiness so you feel cute and you feel comfortable. I cannot wear bras that are uncomfortable. They also have incredible shapewear, tanks, and leggings for everyday support that I highly recommend you try out. I've been doing a lot of hip-hop yoga, and their legging 2.0 is so good because it's not too tight feeling. Like I hate when I feel like I'm trapped in my yoga pants, but they are compressive and cooling and comfortable, so definitely check those out. So go to honeylove.com burn to get 20% off your entire order. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash burn. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash burn. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Support our show and tell them we sent you. Start the new year with confidence thanks to Honey Love. During the winter, I'm getting a lot of takeout, a lot of just rotting in bed. I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to do a juice cleanse. I think water's boring, I don't like to eat salads, and I don't love vegetables, but I do love a juice cleanse. My new favorite juice company is called Squeezed.com. You know, I do know when I need to get back on track and I start feeling gross, I just, I feel like I'm getting sick, and it's just like not the vibe, and that's why I love Squeeze.com Juice Cleanse. It's so fresh. It's so good. It feels like I'm detoxing my whole body and it breaks my bad eating habits. I also just feel dehydrated all the time. So doing a juice cleanse really just makes me feel fresh, helping with bloat, clearing your skin, increasing your energy, helping with sleep. And the best part is they have same-day local delivery or free fast delivery nationwide with code BERN. So get some fresh healthy nutrients in your body check out squeezed.com for a delicious juice cleanse delivered to you so here's the one come on here's the one everybody wants to know hey it's your queen the girl who got the happy ending massage so disguise my voice please um i just wanted to follow up with some unanswered questions so for one i did not book an erotic massage um he towards the end of the massage started rubbing a little too close to my a-hole and i my heart started pounding and then he was like you okay and i was like yeah and then he went a little bit closer to the vagine and um he was like you okay you okay and i was like yeah my heart was pounding but i just allowed it and i got off and he was whipping out his thing and I was like, nope, I'm not having sex with you, but you can touch me. And also, do not call me, do not text me. He's like, I don't have your number. And I'm like, true, but like, am I your favorite customer? And he was like, yes. And yeah, this was all on a Chinese translator. <laughs> and that's basically the gist of it. I love you guys. I mean, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this either. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess it's, it's, it, he checks, I guess, but I would suggest that in a professional setting, it's a no, no, this is, it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think personally, this is a, uh, th- he this is not kosher. How uh, yeah, it's, but in saying that she appears to have had a positive experience. Yes. yes. My concern is that he's probably made a lot of people uncomfortable over the years. Like it just so happens that she was somebody who was like into it, but it can't. Plus he's like, he's like whipping out his dick. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great story and it's great that she's okay with it, (laughs) but it does, 
it does make me con- it makes me concerned that this is happening on on the regular. Do you think with when men get happy endings, sometimes they don't know it's going to be and it turns into one like that? Or is oh, it? Oh, I, I, I have absolutely been offered happy ending massages when you didn't I, know. You know. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh no, I'm good. But you know, like, like. Also, it's like I feel like if he had asked her before the massage, she'd probably be like, uh, no, thank you. But she was like in the moment and it was like kind of crazy and she kind of leaned in. But like it's it sounds like she's as long as she's good girl, we support it. Um, yeah, I mean, she's fine with it. Now, here's the big difference between a female happy ending massage like this and a male one. If you're in a happy ending massage place, but you don't know. And then the woman is like trying to give you a happy ending. She's going to ask you for money. Whereas he was just like, oh, this is fun. That is so <laughs> funny. Yeah. She's like, okay. Do you, do you have to pay before? Uh, yeah. They, they ask you for like a, like a tip, whatever. Before? Yeah, it's essentially, it's like, it's like a lap, you know, it's like a lap dance. When you're getting your nails done, they're like, okay, you got to pay yeah, before. Ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> they're like, do you want a plastic wrap around your calves? It's the same with a happy ending massage. She's just upselling. You know? They're like, you want, yeah, just, you have to get your, you know, um, chin hair waxed you're like yes let's just say let's just say your masseuse uh took the full body massage to the next level that was 100 percent full body yeah but i'm Uh, glad but the fact that he was good at it like it's hard i have all these you know stand-up stuff it's hard to come especially when you're not in your own bed and you're not alone yeah this guy's got skills this guy has some fucking skills i mean i've definitely seen the like the you know pornos where it's like a whole thing like massage Girl massage is like a whole genre. Yes, genre. Um, but then it's also kind of creepy. Like, is he just like one of those guys who's like obsessed with massaging girls? I mean, it's not. That's honestly, why I don't go to male it's, gynos. It's not. It's not cool. But she had a great experience, so I don't think she <laughs> should. I don't think she should take it out of the positive experience. But she definitely was like, "Don't message me ever again. Leave me alone. Don't stalk me." He has to be like pushing the boundaries on the regular you know also the whole like the whole dick coming out i don't need i'm that, glad yeah that, that, and then the fact that she had to say no with a dick out i don't love that yeah on fucking google translate yeah that's why <laughs> yeah she's like hold on one sec keep hold you could okay hold on one second <laughs> yeah he's like nee, sure for my. <laughs> anyway that's that's a that's a story and a half that is a, that is a good that is a good update. I want to know um, when we do an update episodes in the future. Would you go back? I love how she's like, "Am I your favorite?" Oh, yeah. Though, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, but she has to like, she's gonna have to become. She's like, like "Am I the tightest like, pussy you've ever?" <laughs> well, I like that. She was like, "Am I your favorite customer ever?" I, I, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. So um, I want to know if she'd anyway. ever go back, and where it is, and what this man's name is. <laughs> um. So let's. Uh, oh yeah, this is very interesting. This is like. This is not an update per se. This is uh, something related to uh, a message from the Beige Flag episode. Oh. Hey, Hannah. Hey, Daz. This is a follow-up to, I think, one of the first Burner Phone episodes you guys did where you guys had someone call in about, I think it was a Beige Flag, that he had fish tanks. And I fully think that it was about my boyfriend. And I just want you guys to know that we now collectively have three fish tanks in our room. One is 170 gallons. And for size reference, we can lay down in it. Probably not together, but like I maybe we should try. Oh, well, now that's got water in it, so we can. 
but just for size reference, like I could fit inside of it and have room and then I have my own and then he has another one and we also have a bird and three dogs and two cats and maybe we'll have a farm someday, but that's all. Everyone's going to find their person and my fish boyfriend found his person and it's me, fish girl. That is all. Love you guys. Love the pod. Thanks. Bye. Oh my God. Fish girl. We have the first character. We have the first character. We were looking for them. Fish so, girl. Fish girl listened to the episode and was like, oh shit, I think she's talking about my boyfriend. It's so funny because whenever someone call in, calls in, I assume they're just like a girl in New York City living, you know, in Midtown with like a small apartment. And she's like, we have seven dogs, three fish tanks. I'm like, this is not in New York City. They're in some fucking mansion somewhere where real estate is just, you know, huge. Um, I'm jealous. I but I think it's cool. Farm. I think it's cool because we kind of ripped on this guy. We actually, I don't know if you recall, but when uh, when the the beige flag came in saying I dated this guy and he had like had a lot of fish tanks, like yeah, I, it, we that's said a he was a serial flag. killer. And yeah, we we ripped. He was on like him. my pretty. <laughs> and then she she was listening to the episode, being like, "Holy shit, she's talking about fish guy." I do have to uh, say the guy that I I live with. There is a turn on to see like when a guy cares about an animal, like. I always talk about when I met you, you were fostering a pit bull. And I was like, if he can manage that pit bull, maybe he can manage me. Like he's, it was like how you cared about it. It was just cute. The fish thing is very funny to me. I also love how they were like, we have one for that we share. I have my own fish tank and he has his own fish tank. <laughs> Which is that's great. That's such a happy, that's such a happy ending. Now, obviously there's more drama that's behind the scenes, which is, did she recognize the voice of the girl who's talking about her ex-boyfriend or the mm. guy that she used to date? Did she recognize the voice and be like, who's this bitch that's calling in uh, that's clearly talking about you? I and when was this? When did you have these fish tanks? Yeah, also exactly. When, when did she see our fish? Also, fish tanks oh, like are a lot of admin. Yeah, like did, she, did you sh let our fish hang out with that girl? Yeah, but it's great. They, 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 I'm so happy that they're, that they're happy together. And I, 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 I want to apologize. I want to apologize for how dismissive we were about his fish tank love. for love. fish. Yeah, because you love it too. And that's brought you together. Yes. So Be yourself. Shows what we know. Shows what we know. We know nothing. That's the only thing we know. Also, if you want a successful relationship, separate duvets and separate fish tanks. Yeah, separate fish tanks. And you can sleep in each other's face. <laughs> I know. She brought that up. I. She was yeah. like really thinking it out. She's like, I could take the water out. That's a and, kink. Yeah, that's that's a kink for sure. They have some freaky fish. You know what's? I don't know what's going on in there, but I support them. I support them oh. wholeheartedly. Okay, so, uh, oh, I, you know, this one was. Uh, I thought this one was very interesting. This is a, again not the dialer, but somebody responding to. Uh, an episode from the uh, from a, a dialer's uh, contribution from the kink episode. Mm. Kink episode was wild. Hey, Hannah and Des, uh, this is more of a response to someone else. So the girl who says she has like a pregnancy kink, I completely understand. I went through a phase of like a couple months where I couldn't orgasm unless the guy I was dating was like telling me he was gonna get me pregnant or you know things of that nature and um this was I was like 22 and 
had been dating him a couple months. Like, very much not something I really wanted. But, um, I understand her kink and she's not alone. But, thankfully, I was able to, uh, move past that. And, I mean, it's still kind of a kink, but it's a little more dormant. I don't, it's not, it's no longer a requirement, thankfully. But, thanks, you guys. Love the pod. It's like a, it's oh like my a God. virus. I love this. <laughs> I love this, though. I love her women supporting women in the arts being yes. like you're not alone this happened to me i'm interested for how she like got out of it because kinks are fun but you get a little nervous when it's like oh the only way for me to come is if he like sucks on my toe while like punching me in the face so yeah. and you don't know how kinks arise but it i could totally see that i wonder if any guys listening could only come if they feel like they're gonna impregnate the girl <laughs> Because I know guys who could never come if they think like they're going to impregnate the girl. Yeah, that's what guys do to delay orgasm. But it is funny that the girls, both of them, were definitely not in a situation where they actually wanted kids. But I yeah, guess, but it's a kink, and that, but yeah. it's so cool because, like, that's what's so fun about sharing your secrets or sharing what you might perceive to be odd because you realize you're not alone. You yeah, know, people that, this are was like, yeah, that was so last year, the pregnancy kink. <laughs> Move yeah. on. You're not <laughs> alone. Did you, did, you, did you know that song from the 90s? We're here till the end of time. Anyway, you're not alone. That's most important. There was no chance it was, it was, was going to know was that a, song. It was, it was a, house, a house hit from the 90s. So uh, anyway, thank you so much for your uh, contribution. Here's a, until I met you. <laughs> What's that again? I know the song, but I just... Alone. It was going to be oh, a song. Alone by heart. Alone yeah. by heart. That was almost we our wedding dance song. To that. We didn't know how to dance to it. Again, I had mobility issues, so we couldn't do a, <laughs> we couldn't do a big we couldn't do a big dance. My my wedding and my special were both affected by injuries. Uh, that one was a hip surgery recovery. But anyway, uh, this was a big this was a big moment where we had questions. We actually put it out there that we wanted an update at the time. Mm. So um, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna get this little update. This is gonna be another uh, voice cover up. Hi, y'all. Just wanted to thank you for previously disguising my voice over my terrible southern accent when I called in about my sister cheating on her husband. The bad stuff that I was talking about that he did was really him saving pictures of girls from Instagram and paying for an OnlyFans and taking pictures of girls at the gym. But she would keep finding these things over and over after she confronted him and it wasn't changing. So not a great situation, but he didn't physically cheat on her like she did. She had a brief affair, but supposedly they're gonna work things out now so yeah, she ran out of time there but that was <laughs> so, good to know the southern we like, accent was taking too long <laughs> with each syllable I think we, we had some we had some assumptions that maybe it was violence or something so it's oh it's, it's good yeah to, we were like what was he doing yeah yeah so it's good to it's good to get an update and that's well, the actually, problem first of it, all I, I appreciate her update but I, I i think this is a very interesting yeah podcast topic what he was doing because mm -hmm. we know about her we talked about her we we knew what she was doing but now we know what he was doing what do you feel about his uh his behavior look apparently tons of guys 
put money into OnlyFans accounts. I feel like if if a guy's doing it too much, it's a problem. I do think there are a lot of guys who are addicted to that stuff and they kind of like the fact that, that they have to pay to get content or they get some weird idea in their head that the girl is actually messaging them even though it's clearly her like male manager yeah. or assistant. Some sort of like more personal connection. I had a friend who her boyfriend, normal seeming guy, like had an addiction to OnlyFans and was spending all his money on it. So there's that. But then there's probably some guys who like maybe like think one or two girls are hot and they subscribe, they're single, whatever. Yeah. Um, and if you're in a relationship, it's like, I hate to be like, if I don't know, I don't care. But like, <laughs> it seems kind of, I just feel like there's porn everywhere. Why would you pay to see? Yeah. I, what, I, the OnlyFans part, the OnlyFans part personally for me, I think is not that much of a big deal because like most people, well, certainly most men like look at porn, you know? So like, the fact that they decide that OnlyFans is the route they want to go for that, not not a huge deal. However, taking the the taking pictures of women at the gym, you know, this like the the knee I that's a little See, I would have follow up questions. I'd be like, Who is this? So are you trying to murder her? Second of all, are you sending this to like some group chat? Like you're trying to look cool in front of your boys or do you just like jerk off to a woman in spandex? Like, I think there's an element from my, my amateur psychology on this is that this guy gets off on the illusion of personal connection or perhaps like a sense of, uh, it not being born that it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, or or also there's there might he might have like a candid kink, like he might have a thing about the fact that these women don't know, you know, mm-hmm. um, unless of course he says to them, "Can I take your picture?" What I I, I don't know. <laughs> can anyway, you turn around? I take your picture. I can understand why his uh, girlfriend or what or wife was concerned about the behavior because there's a lot of like personal connection stuff because there's also the Instagram thing. The OnlyFans thing. Yeah, the OnlyFans like is paying for a specific girl to be like, yeah, I want so th- and I want to message her. It's a little, it's a yeah. little, it's not bad, but it's not, it's not good. And it's funny because it's hard because some kinks are like, oh, like, oh, say impregnate me, that's hot. But then if it's like, oh, I want to like take photos of men and like pay for male escorts you're like okay well that's it's a thin line of what's socially acceptable but then it's like if two people are dealing with their own stuff and their demons work well together stay together go off sis yeah you know? oh yeah i definitely think if they can work it out they should stay together but you know i think they probably you know they there's a lot going on in terms yeah. of their like their sexual exploration but also maybe she could find th- out like is there a kink he's like holding down is that like she could help him with like do you want to role play that you don't know me or like do you want to role play at the yes. gym do you want to take photos for me of me when i'm in the shower like whatever gets you going let's have some fun and then but i would think i would think a lot of people have strong opinions on certain aspects of his behavior because i know a lot of people are funny about you know like oh he liked a you know he still follows these models Mm -hmm. he likes photos of these models Mm -hmm. you know and like some people don't don't think it doesn't matter and some people are very adamant that it's not cool i mean if you i I can understand if the dialers are sitting here right now being like fuck that if my man was liking instagram models and subscribing to OnlyFans, 
he's out the door. I can understand. There, if you have it that is a red flag in it. Like there's definitely red flag in it. Obviously oh, there's, there's variables. But like when there's a dude who like is only following tons of like Instagram models, just tons of them. Part yes. of it is like, like I'll talk, I talked to Trevor Wallace about it a little. He's like, go on a porn site. And like, why do you have to have it on your feed? That's like shows your aunt and your uncle and your, your yeah. boss. And then you just see, t- and it's like, if you love tits all the time, it's fine. But again, like, what is that? It's like, I guess it's an imbalanced thing when things get too imbalanced with like spending money on something or obsessing over something, it affects your personal life and your relationships. Yeah. And I think some, some women, well, some women or men for that matter, because I've definitely heard the other side of it, uh, particularly like jealous men, like why are you following that guy? Yeah. Uh, but you know, some people struggle with that. They feel personally hurt that you would do that. And so, you know, I understand. But it's uh, like- I, I, I understand how this is not an easy one to figure out. If you're commenting like fire emojis on a model's page right now, I'd be like, what the, what, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like it's but I. I <laughs> I, I think I think that he is kind of doing that. That's the vibe that I was getting is yeah. that he is doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got to have a little talky talk. I think this is when we just address there's some stuff going on and let's be honest with each other. All right. Let's get a positive. Let's get a positive update about mm. um, some advice that we gave. Hi, Hannah and Des. So just saw your prompt on Instagram. I called in a couple weeks ago. It was probably like early December. And um, I was asking about, you know, I hooked up with two guys in the same day and I was feeling kind of down on myself and kind of feeling gross about myself. Um, and I just really appreciated your guys' advice. Um, my friend actually like is an avid listener to this podcast and she messaged me and she was like, oh my God, you're featured. Like, go check it out. The advice is so good. Um, and it was kind of posted at like a time I needed it. It was actually like when I kind of ended things with this other one of the guys that I was hooking up with. Um, and I just like really appreciated your your sentiments and advice. Um, you know, I definitely need to be a little bit safer. I got tested, so I'm all good there. But um, just wanted to thank you. Um, and I like really, really appreciated it. So yeah, keep it up. Um, I I mean, while I'm here, I'm really like feeling. Oh cut up which is unfortunate was there another one after it maybe that was her oh oh you know what let me i you know what i'll never find it, I'll never <laughs> find it. i feel bad you know because i didn't i didn't i didn't listen all the way through so i didn't know that she got cut off well she goes uh, and the final most important thought no, well, of I, this no, I, I, no i think she was actually about to ask some other advice actually yeah yeah because she was like okay. while i'm here while i have you <laughs> since we've developed the dial in next trust. week dial in next week <laughs> and we'll see if we can get it um yeah, i'm really sorry i'm sorry get the second half of that we were busy just enjoying the compliments we were like we don't care <laughs> yeah because hannah has a praise kink so you don't realize <laughs> that do. you, you're you're feeding right into no, hannah's that was praise so kink. sweet it's gonna make me cry because some i've we've all had those moments where you get in your head and you you start thinking about stuff you've done from like a third-party perspective of how people will judge you and it just it's my favorite thing when you say something you're insecure about and other people are like dude shut the fuck up i'm proud of you and this is part of like growing up and experiencing things and knowing what you want what you don't want that's called living if we all knew what was best for us like why would we just how do you experience life well if you want to know where my head always goes 
she's like, oh, thank you guys. You guys are great. And there's all this praise. But all I'm hearing is my friend is an avid listener. Like, why are you not an avid listener? I think she probably <laughs> meant her friend wa- listens <laughs> to it immediately. Like the second it comes <laughs> out, she's like, burn her phone. And you know what? Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm kidding. See, I'm in kidding my kidding. head, I was like, you know what? Maybe now she's an avid listener because she's like, wow, these people give no, it's fucking crazy. amazing it's, feedback. It's, 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 I remember being very passionate about that one. For people who don't know, it was about hooking up with like two guys in one night. Um, I think I made it about me and told like stories about me having f- a failed crazy night out in college that just got messy. But the truth yeah. is, but we just no basically rules. tried to make her feel okay about it, which is which she should. You know, oh, for which sure. Is, that's fine. We don't need to. We don't need to revisit that. But I, we really appreciated the feedback. I mean, that that one meant a lot to me actually because, you know, I, I sort of like particularly, you know slut shaming and women feeling shame around you know exploring their sexuality mm-hmm. uh i i just it's it's nice that she uh she got something positive yeah out well of it. all right we'll see her what? we'll see her in hell <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun one this is a woman ratting herself out hi hannah hi Des. my name's maria i'm following up from last week i left the voicemail about a question you should ask on a job interview um you guys are really, really nice to me, and you said I should have a TED Talk, and it totally went to my head and confirmed every delusion I've ever had about myself, but I have a confession to make. I also left the voicemail about crying. I am so sorry. I've been feeling guilty all week. I completely, it was genuinely, I I just thought of something else to say after I already submitted one. I thought it might up my chances of getting one on the podcast, I never imagined you would choose both, and I feel like I deceived you, and I did not mean to, and I'm so sorry. I just love you guys so much. Please don't blacklist me from this podcast, because I would love to become a regular caller. Um, I'm so sorry. That's my confession. That's my update. Wait. <laughs> it's like, why would you feel? Both your calls were awesome. And they were both <laughs> in the same episode? Yeah, so the crying, which was hilarious. Yeah. I think we used that. Did we use the video clipper? I can't remember, but yeah. the crying was like really funny. You, should, you know, because what was it last week? It was the the, the your the your power, your power move. Yeah, right. So oh, our and she did was the interview also. Look, yeah, and we were like, wow, this woman should have her own podcast. If it's Don't you good, remember? We're putting it on. Okay, this is crying girl. Uh, Bird girl and crying girl. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to become a regular caller. It's like, well, bad news. You already are. <laughs> this, is, this is your this is your third Look, time in three episodes. If the content I think it's so is funny, fired, guilty. we're posting it. Why is she being guilty? You weren't deceiving <laughs> us. Unless if she, I mean, one of them, she tried to do a weird Southern accent. That could, If that was also her, that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you weren't actually trying to deceive us. We just didn't. Honestly, uh, I just... <laughs> all so many people sound the same to me because they all sound like ham so I, I i would never i would never uh i would never be able to tell anyway oh and honestly God. a lot of time I don't, I don't even listen i just read the transcript. you guys so, if you have good stuff never get nervous just keep sending okay yeah keep keep sending this is this is not this is not a problem this is really this is a celebration of your contributions. There will never be any negativity to your Never apologize for taking up space on our podcast. If anything, we don't shut the fuck up, and we need your voices to be heard. And we appreciate you, crying girl, bird girl, southern girl, and all the quiet male listeners who have been shunned because we gave them one chance to speak on a pod, and it I didn't know. go over well. We may do a redemption season, but... 
we don't know well, about men, that. Men can always dial in, though. That's the thing. Men can always dial in. We just didn't learn anything that men want women to know about them. Because it turns out women know everything. So um, do you want to finish with uh, somebody actually in the middle of all that texted in with, with uh, messaged in looking for some advice? Yeah, let's finish with that. Let's wrap it up with some advice. Okay, so my ex reached out during Christmas. He called me. He wanted to see how I was doing, blah, blah, blah. Even though last time we spoke, I told him not to contact me again. And, well, I'm stupid, so I answered. And we've been talking back and forth whether we should meet up or not, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know what to do because actually I know what to do because he sucks. But I want to see him. But he sucks. So if, like, do you have any advice on, like, toxic ex? Exes kind of, like, coming back and creeping on you? Because I was, like, moving on, and now I'm not. And now it's Tuesday, and I'm waiting for him to, like, fucking call me. And, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just listening to myself. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Well, the good news is she knows the answer. She knows what's going on. It doesn't mean you actually have to listen to your gut. You could go see him. It doesn't matter. It just you when you're starting to move on, it's almost like they can sense it. And then they kind of miss the attachment mm -hmm. that they had. And but they're more on the high of like they like that you wanted them when they felt like you stopped wanting them. They wanted to get that again. Mm -hmm. I would go on a date with someone else. I would go on your hinge right now and just flip, flip, flip. Go on the league, flip, 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 and find a different hot guy to talk to. It's tough, man, because I, I, I've definitely talked to people about this before. There, there definitely is always that moment. And it, it seems to be more common with men where men can be quite good at the beginning of just like cutting off. They tend to come back mm. and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of negative, you know? And, uh, I, I do, it sounds to me because he's, you know, you're using very negative language. It sounds to me like there's like a control element, uh, a narcissism element where he's trying to lure you back in mm -hmm. and odds on from the way that you're talking, you're not going to get a good result. It's kind of like addiction, right? Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a high. You know, you know that it's gonna hurt you, but you you you're willing to sacrifice your well-being for that short-term high. Mm -hmm. But in the end, you you will you will be sitting there, you will be after the fact, feeling bad about yourself. I would think. I mean, you can't a hundred percent. It say, sounds like she's done some work to kind of move on. And then she knows she's yes. going to have to like start that again. I also always say it's very and easy. Now, now she's sucked back into it though. That's what's yeah. so, that's sad. Yeah. Now she's sitting there waiting for him to call. She's right back in that loop. Yeah. When he, you, he lost control for a bit and you were detaching. I also think it's your brain does play tricks on you and you miss like the chaos and the adrenaline and the excitement of like a toxic relationship. But if you really try to take off the rose colored glasses, when he messages you, remember like all the times you were like, I fucking hate this guy. That's don't remember like the f one or two flirty, m like rom-com moments in your head. Um, and like, if it's just the sex, that's fine. But like, you can get dicked down by a lot of guys and who aren't like going to be toxic like this guy. Find a new toxic man in your life. But the problem is sometimes when you go on another date and it's a bad date, you're like, fuck, like 
maybe that guy is good. Like all the guys out here suck. So it's hard, but you know what to do. One thing my mom always told me that helped me is she basically was like, every time you're with the wrong person is like a day that you're not towards finding the right person. So it's like, I know people who have like, I'm like, how have you not found someone that you like really, really love? And they'll be like, oh, I was in an unhealthy thing for like 10 years that I went back and forth with. So like, it really is setting boundaries for yourself and respecting yourself by saying no and closing the door, it's going to open doors for what's right for you. But if you keep opening that door with him, you're not going to be able to meet the new people that can be like healthy for you. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a, it's a good way sometimes to tr not trick your brain, but actually to go, I am responsible. So I can decide right now that I don't want to have anything to do with him. It, rather than saying, oh, he has sucked me back in, mm -hmm. you can say, if it happens, it's because I've allowed him back in. And therefore, you now have you have the power right yeah. now Ooh. to stop this. Ooh, you that are turned in control. me on. Ooh. No, but you because that's the thing is that you are in control. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't mean this in like a judgmental way. I mean it as like a way to perhaps change your mindset around the situation rather than being helpless that For in actual sure. fact you could you have the opportunity to make the right decision i got excited about that because i do like that it's such a frame of perspective we're like put on some badass music see his text come through and get ex excited on the fact that you're never gonna message him back and he's gonna be pissed off and you're the girl that he's never gonna get with again and love that sit with that and be that fucking bitch obviously if he's the love of your I, life I, go see him but <laughs> I, I i honestly i think that she heard herself speaking into that Talby voice message, and she already knew by the time the message was over. She already knew the answer. Yeah, I think she needed to hear herself yeah. out loud, and it was almost as if she was having a conversation with herself. And so I think she's already had a positive outcome. We'll get an update on that and too, look, because it just so happens that that came in. So speaking I, I, from I, a I female perspective, like I, I was never like flattered if a guy wanted to have sex because i'm like a guy would fuck a literal apple pie i get flattered if someone like likes you falls for you that kind of thing so like you know it's more exciting than you having below average sex with this man tonight you rejecting him that's fucking hot that's yeah. fucking hot reject that man yeah and i tell you what you do ooh. reject that man and then go to an asian massage place and let them do what they do <laughs> Get yourself some relief. <laughs> oh, Get yourself a, some relief. A anyway. beautiful, a beautiful callback, babe. Um, wow. I feel so connected to all the little dialers. If you were confused about anything, I highly recommend listen to the kink episode. Um, listen to the power moves episode last episode, or just keep on keeping on. Yeah. And I apologize that I am not going to go back and find all the original messages to update people. You know, like a like an episode of The Wire. It's like yeah. last week on The Wire. I'm not doing the updates. Mm -hmm. So we hope that you had heard them. But if you didn't, I think there's enough information there. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Great, great episode. Great contributions. Thanks, Dialers. We love you. Bye. Bye.